Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. everybody. Welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everyone is safe and well. Plenty to talk about here as we head into the weekend. Still no definitive word on Ilya Sorokin, but we do now know where the Islanders are going to be playing their playoff games, and we know the time schedule for the offseason, when the draft is going to be, when free agency is going to start, when training camps are going to open up, and when the 2020-2021 NHL season is at least scheduled to get underway. So we have all of that information, and we'll be talking about that. We have a very special Islanders birthday of the day, uh, a player who really, to me, was the Islanders' Uh, one of their first stars and a player who really was a difference maker in the early years of the franchise. And we have more on the upcoming playoff series with the Florida Panthers and how that's going to play out, plus some more news about the Nassau Coliseum. Now, don't forget, if you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send the show an email, our email address, as always, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news as it happens. All right, so. As we head into the weekend, let's talk a little bit about the NHL's scheduling. First of all, according to Lou Lamorello's tweet, the New York Islanders will be heading to Toronto, not Edmonton. So the Eastern Conference headed to Toronto to play their playoff games, and the Western Conference will head to Edmonton. Now, originally... The NHL had indicated they didn't want any team being in their home city uh, when they established the hubs, but it looks like Toronto will indeed play in Toronto, and Edmonton will indeed play in Edmonton, but uh, look, obviously things did not uh, stay on a straight path during this pandemic. I don't think very, you know, very few things have, so... Uh, it's not official yet, but according to Lou Lamorello uh, and a tweet that he posted, the New York Islanders 
will be playing their playoff games for the first few rounds at least in Toronto. Meanwhile, the NHL has uh, reached a an agreement on the tentative schedule for the offseason, the playoffs, and the start of next season, the draft, and everything else. Uh, obviously, this is all subject to change because of the pandemic, but as of now, this is the plan. July 31st is the beginning of the play-in round, and the uh, eight teams in each conference will uh, be playing in that, and the four teams, top four teams in each conference, will await the winners. August 9th is the start of the normal, quote-unquote, 16-team Stanley Cup playoffs. October 2nd is the last possible day that the Stanley Cup final can take place. October 6th will be the 2020 NHL draft. Three days after that, October 9th, is the start of NHL free agency. So it's October 9th or seven days after the end of the Stanley Cup final. November 17th is training camp opening up for the 2020-2021 season, and that season is tentatively scheduled to get underway on December 1st. So, the Stanley Cup winner this year, assuming we roughly stick to that schedule, will have approximately a six-week layoff in between the time they lift the Stanley Cup uh, and the time that they open up training camp. And they'll have about a seven and a half or eight week differential between, well, let's say two months. It's a, it, it's a day short of two months. They'll have two months uh, in between the, the raising of the Stanley Cup and the start of the following season. Now, look, nothing is normal right now. And teams have already had a full off season between March and the end of July, realistically speaking. So it, it, it's a little bit different. I wonder what, if any, effect the different schedule will have on players, plus which next year they're going to condense the schedule a little bit. They're going to try to you know get all 82 games in and be relatively close to on schedule for the playoffs and next year's Stanley Cup to get back on a normal schedule. So... With less of a break between the Stanley Cup final and the start of training camp and the start of the new season, and then a condensed season, I wonder how that will affect players, how tired they'll be, how run down their bodies will be, whether or not there will be more injuries across the league because of this change in the scheduling. Look, we don't know. We don't know at this point whether or not the league will be able to start or finish this year's playoffs, but hopefully they will be able to get it in. And folks, look, right now it is July 10th. So we are literally three weeks away from the start of the qualification round, as the NHL is calling it, and Islanders-Panthers three weeks away so uh, I'm getting excited about it, and we will see what ends up happening. But uh, 
things looking like they're moving forward for the National Hockey League. And uh, it's getting closer, folks. It is absolutely getting closer. And if you want to take good care of your car, make sure you check out rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices, rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everyone. It does not require membership or an account login. RockAuto.com is a family business, and it's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks, and they deliver the parts right to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Fox? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com All right, so some important news concerning the Coliseum and the Islanders' future there. The company that is going to operate the Belmont Park Arena has expressed some interest to Nassau County officials to running the Nassau Coliseum for next year, according to Newsday. Now, that development company called the Oakview Group said they are willing to run the Coliseum either on a short-term or a long-term basis to help Nassau County as it determines the future of the Nassau Coliseum. The Oakview Group operates nearly two dozen arenas nationwide, and uh, we will see whether or not they are able to step forward. But I I will say this, and we will keep you posted as we get more information about this situation. Obviously, uh, Mikhail Prokhorov, you know, and and, uh, his company, looking for investors to take over the lease and the debt and all of that. But here's the deal. Someone will step forward. And the county, I am confident, will find a way to get this done so that the New York Islanders can play hockey at the Nassau Coliseum when the new season gets underway, which we hope, as I mentioned, will be December 1st. So plenty to think about. But I think Islander fans in general should be fairly optimistic about the idea of the Islanders playing their games in the Nassau Coliseum next year. Yeah, there's going to be negotiations and posturing and all kinds of things between here, you know, now and and December 1st, but I think they will find a way to get the job done. Alright, so our Islanders' birthday of the day, a very special one. We're talking about the Islanders, probably their first non, you know, their first star not named Dennis Potman. In the early days of the team, first you had Ed Westfall and Billy Harris, and then you had a popular guy like uh, Brian Spencer. But in the Islanders' third season, Glenn Chico Resch became the focal point And he was the goaltender 
in the playoffs, who was the big part or one of the big reasons that the Islanders made it all the way to the Stanley Cup semifinals and forced the eventual champion Flyers to a seventh game. And today is Chico Resch's 72nd birthday. Chico was 5'9", 165, not a big goalie. Uh, came to the Islanders for a couple of games in 1973-74 before joining the team the following season uh, full-time. And, you know, Chico spent eight years with the Islanders, had a record of 157-69-47, and 47, a 9-11 save percentage, and a total of 25 shutouts, which, by the way, remains... The Islanders' all-time record. His career best season with the Isles, 75-76. He was 23-11-8 with a 2.08 goals against average, a 9.28 save percentage, which led the league, and seven shutouts that year. So, uh, Glenn Chico Resch. The other thing about Chico, I don't know anyone who has met Chico and didn't walk away saying what a great guy he is. I loved talking hockey with Chico Resch at the Coliseum. Um, and, you know, he, he just loved to talk about the game, loved to talk about his, you know, his past experiences with the Islanders and then with the Colorado Rockies, who became the New Jersey Devils. And, you know, Chico, a great guy, so a very, very... Happy birthday to Chico Resch. We're going to take a look back at a great game for Chico and thought about a lot of games. You know, the one that comes to mind always is that 1975 playoff game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. It was game seven. Islanders were down three nothing and that series came back one four in a row, including game seven in Pittsburgh. But we've talked about that 75 playoff run so much on this show, especially during the break caused by the pandemic. So I decided to go in a different direction. We're going to go back to March 6th, 1977, Islanders and the Colorado Rockies at the McNichol Arena in Denver. And Chico Resch, the goaltender for the Islanders, while Michel Place, the goalie, for the Colorado Rockies, 10,528 fans showing up in Denver. And for the Rockies, that was a pretty darn good crowd. So Islanders and Rockies and Bob Bourne gets things underway for the Islanders. An unassisted goal at 8.59, and it was one to nothing in favor of the Islanders. Bob Nystrom added to the lead. At the 16:57 mark, with his 26th tally of the year, assists to Andre Saint Laurent and Gary Howitt. Now that's a tough line, a checking line you don't want to mess with. Two nothing Islanders after one period. In the second period, Billy Harris got his 19th goal of the year. Burt Marshall and Brian Trottier with the helpers at 5:17. Then defenseman Pat Price came through with a goal, his third. Clark Gillies and Billy Harris with the assists. That goal was a mere 35 seconds after the Harris goal at 5.52. Then Jean Potvin gets into the act. He gets his eighth of the season 
Bob Bourne and Pat Price with the helpers at 1447. Islanders had a 5-0 lead after two periods, and that ended up being the final for Chico Resch. 27 saves to earn the shutout, improving his record at that point to 23-10-4 on the season. For the Islanders, as far as multiple-point games, Bob Bourne, Billy Harris, and Pat Price each with a goal and an assist on this occasion. And Brian Trottier and Pat Price led the team with a plus three rating. As far as shots on goal, Billy Harris had five, followed by Price, Burt Marshall, and Clark Gillies, and Ed Westfall, each of them adding three Islanders with 35 shots on goal in this game as they skated to the dominating 5 to nothing victory. Some familiar names uh, on the Colorado Rockies. Mike Kitchen, who went on to become a coach in the National Hockey League. Some guy named Colin Campbell, uh, Wilf Paymont, Dennis Dupere, Brian Lefley, uh, Tracy Pratt, a, a number of guys who may be familiar to uh, hockey fans of a certain age. And Doug Favelle came on and finished up this game after the Islanders had that big lead and, and put the game out of reach. So, happy birthday to Glenn Chico Resch, 72 years old today. One of the nicest guys in hockey, and that says a lot because hockey players really are the best. And uh, Chico, happy birthday and many, many happy more. Chico Resch, our Islanders' birthday of the day. By the way, those of you wondering uh, how Glenn Resch got the name or the nickname Chico, uh, it's because he looked a lot like Freddie Prince uh, Sr., who was the star of the TV show Chico and the Man, which was one of the first uh, uh, network television shows with a Hispanic lead. And uh, so Chico Resch uh, looked a lot like Freddie Prince, and that's how he got the nickname Chico, so uh, stuck with him, and uh, again, one of the nicest guys in hockey. Now, uh, one thing we wanted to talk about, nice article in The Athletic by Arthur Staple, who does a very good job of covering the Islanders, and, you know, we talked a couple of days ago about the CBA and that there will be none of the leverage buyouts that uh, will allow teams to just, you know, release a player with minimal cap hits. So the Islanders, we mentioned, are going to have a tougher time with uh, signing some of their or re-signing some of their restricted free agents. And there are three definite restricted free agents that the Islanders are looking to re-sign and then very likely a fourth. The three we've talked about Matthew Barzal the most, but Devontae's and Ryan Pulak also have to be re-signed. They are restricted free agents. And then, depending on what happens in the next few days, you may be adding Ilya Sorokin to that list. If he ends up signing that entry-level contract, even though he will not be able to play for the Islanders in the playoffs this year, uh, they would still need to re-sign him to a new deal and fit him under the cap. Now, you have unrestricted free agents as well. That includes Matt Martin, 
Derek Broussard, Tom Cunackle, Andy Green, and Tomas Grice. It is, to me, very possible that all five of those players uh, are not with the Islanders. I could see Green coming back at the veteran minimum, you know, if he's willing to give that kind of a discount. Matt Martin, if he's willing to give a home team discount, possibly comes back. But overall, I would say the odds are that these five players are probably not returning to the Islanders, barring some kind of a big move that the team may have to make. Because realistically speaking, you know, the Islanders are still looking to add that big goal scorer that they so badly need. And look, they're going to have to make some trades. And they're going to look to move a guy like Nick Letty, uh, very possibly. Look to move a guy like Johnny Boychuk. Uh, they're certainly, you know, would love to move Ladd if they could. But I don't know if they would get any takers given the high salary that he's making and the fact that there's three years left on his contract. But we'll see, you know, who they might be able to trade or, you know, no compliance buyouts, but who might they be able to buy out? Not a lot of candidates that would save them a lot of money. Um, maybe you could buy out a guy like Leo Kamarov. That is something that uh, is a possibility. But still do not know uh, what Lou Lamorello is going to do. But here's the thing. Uh, the Islanders, one of the advantages of having a Hall of Fame general manager like Lou Lamorello, is that Lou finds a way to think outside the box and get the job done. And I do not doubt for a minute that the Islanders will find room to make a trade or put some, you know, bury someone in the minors. They did that with Ladd. Thomas Hickey spent the season in the minors. You know, that's sort of they're in cap purgatory, so to speak, and they're buried in the AHL for cap purposes. But the Islanders, look, they need to add another scoring forward, and they need to sign more of, you know, those restricted free agents. Barzal, Taze, uh, you know, these are guys you've got to have back, and Pulak, these are guys you got to have back. And I really believe that the Islanders will try very hard to figure out ways to either, you know, bury a player in the minors or put them on the long-term IR and save some cap money that way if they are unable to find the trade partner that they're looking for. Still also trying to figure out what the Islanders are going to do in the playoffs. Do you bring up a guy like, or, or do you put a guy like Kiefer Bellows or Oliver Wallstrom into the lineup in an attempt to get more offense from that third line. Getting play from that third line, scoring production is going to be a key for this team. And we've mentioned it a few times on the show. It's important. They've got to get more out of Jean-Gabriel Pajot. And whether it's Bellows or Wallstrom or, you know, both of them contributing on, you know, different games, they're going to need that third line to be more than just a checking line. I mean, that's why you got Pajot in this trade in the first place. So 
The Islanders have to come up with something. It's, you know, they've got three weeks until the start of the playoffs, hopefully. And Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorello got to figure out the best lineup to go up against those Florida Panthers and uh, try to get past the first round, that play-in round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I can't wait. I mean, hockey in August, why not? You know, uh, after no hockey in April, May, and June, and July just having training camp, I'm looking forward to finally getting the game we know and love back. Well, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Islanders. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL for a league-wide perspective on the game of hockey. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. Remember, every day gets us one day closer to the resumption of hockey. And, of course, let's go Islanders.